Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Everyone, it's time for another edition of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Station Casinos. Don't forget to check out VegasNation.com, get the Vegas Nation app, and leave us some comments while you're there. Let us know what you think about this podcast. We love hearing from you. It is a Sunday here in Indianapolis, and I am alongside of Miles Simmons and Adam Hill, our Raiders writers. And again, my name is Heidi Fang. We are going to get into this victory that the Raiders had here on the road, Lucas Oil Stadium, 31 to 24, the final score. And Miles, first of all, got to say happy birthday. Thank Official you. happy birthday on the podcast. If you want to wish you yeah. a happy birthday. Oh, for sure. Day. I mean, we did this before, but we'll do it again now that we're, uh, we're actually here and past it. So hope you had a great, great birthday. Miles. Thank you very much. I did. It was wonderful. And to top that off, not only was it your birthday, but you were the only one of us to pick correctly in our preview picks for this game you picked the Raiders to win and Adam and I did not so I have to pay you your dues here birthday and bowing down thank you thank (laughs) you very much yes this is my s bow down bees as Beyonce would say I don't know if we can swear we can't swear on this podcast right so like I don't really want to do that no but I didn't really get the score right but I yes I do want to gloat that I was the only one to pick the Raiders and I correctly picked the Raiders well these road wins you know Miles they're hard to come by and it's very important for this team to get them right now the Raiders two and two uh coming off of a pair of losses this win wasn't only important for the team to get some momentum back to get some of that camaraderie back in the locker room but we got to see a lot of young players step up on this team to get that win one of them being Trevor Davis because JJ Nelson was reported out of the game kind of like as a surprise to everybody so tell us about Trevor Davis this guy that scampers down the sideline for a 60 yard touchdown today to put the Raiders up big yeah I thought that was actually a really really well designed play and one of the most interesting things about it was you know we were at the press conference with John Gruden and he said that that play was actually supposed to be for JJ Nelson now JJ Nelson was a surprise inactive and it was reported that it was leg tightness. Uh, John Gruden basically just said that he couldn't go, so he did not necessarily confirm that, but I mean, I think if the reporting is to be believed, then we can believe that it was some kind of leg tightness, and Gruden actually seemed decently frustrated that, you know, you game plan around somebody, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can't go um, on the morning of the game, so that's one thing, but I think Trevor Davis, if you're going to talk about a guy who seizes the opportunity in front of him that's exactly what happened and it was such a a nicely designed sort of jet sweep kind of reverse end around whatever you really want to call it I would call it more of an end around myself Um, but you know he uses that speed and gets down the left sideline for a 60 yard touchdown and it allows the Raiders to go up 14 to nothing on a one play drive and you don't get that very often and so Gruden had been harping 
chirping about field position, field position, field position. They started that drive on their own 40-yard line, which was some of the best field position that they've had all season, and they capitalized on it immediately. Well, Adam, what did you make of not just Trevor Davis's performance, but a lot of the other younger players who stepped up in this game? We had Max Crosby step up. You had Foster Moreau step up. We also saw Josh Jacobs go for over 100 yards from the line of scrimmage. So what did you make of this team coming together on the road and some of these young stars that stood out? Yeah, I think, you know, you've got – you mentioned some of the guys that really stood out. Uh, I would uh, certainly mention the fact that with Trevor Davis – You've been searching for another option at wide receiver. It's Tyrell Williams and it's tight end Darren Waller, and they need somebody to step up and make plays as a wide receiver. Nobody knew that would be in the running game, but uh, you know you have that uh, work out. And then he had another nice run too, where he completely reversed field. Not really highly advised, but it kind of worked out for him a little bit. You can see just how explosive and dynamic he is with the ball in his hand. So I think that's something that, and uh, you know, I asked Eric Carr about that after the game, and. And he said, yeah, absolutely, you can see the explosiveness, you can see the athleticism, like we, we're going to try to get him involved, but it takes a little longer to, to get your timing down in the passing game than it does uh, to just hand him the ball and let him try to run with it. So I thought you know, that, was, that was important. You mentioned Josh Jacobs in his game. Certainly the offensive line cleared the way for him, but I thought getting him involved in the passing game a little bit is something that we've definitely been kind of you know, clamoring for and searching for uh, with this team, and they're able to do that a little bit today. Now, part of that is that they have other backs that are really good out of the backfield, but you know, when you have Jacobs in there and, and it's not necessarily an automatic run uh, and you can get him involved in the passing game, that, that'll help out uh, the entire offense. And then you know, mentioned, mentioned another guy, Max Crosby, on the defensive side who really, I thought, made a, a tremendous play uh, to save points. It was going to be a field goal attempt. Uh, he chased down. Uh, Paris Campbell on a wide receiver screen. He was 15 yards downfield. Max Crosby goes and makes that play. Like that just tells you how hard he's working, how hard you know all these guys are working to try to make plays. And he said, "Hey, I knew we needed to make a play. Like I just went out there and uh, and, and you know found a way to make a play." And then he couldn't get to the to the quarterback. No sacks again. Uh, none for him. None for the team. But there wasn't a lot of pass rush. But he did you know make two plays where he knocked the ball down uh, at the line of scrimmage on pass attempts. And that's not as good of a sack, but that's a, that's a, a really big play uh, that, you know, it not only stops them from completing that pass, but also kind of gets in the quarterback's mind a little bit of, hey, you know, I've got to alter uh, some of what I want to do because they're knocking the balls down at the line of scrimmage. So, so good plays from him too. So I thought uh, those guys were standing out um, for sure, and I thought, you know, the offensive line uh, played really well again today for, for the most part. Uh, and when they needed yards at the end of the game, when everybody everybody in the whole stadium knows that they're going to try to run the ball and pick up a first down, they were still able to do that, and that says a lot. You talk about the offensive line, so Miles, we had some injuries again today on that offensive line. Luckily, we may be getting Gabe Jackson back, so that could be a bonus for this team. So um, go through the injuries that they had and uh, what will be – what will need to be done here in the coming game against the Bears in London for this offensive line to hold together? Yeah, the the unfortunate thing is, you, uh, John Gruden said that uh, the Raiders have lost Jordan Devy, who started the last couple weeks at right guard after starting the first couple of games at left guard. He tore a pectoral muscle today, and so he's going to be out for the season. So that is something that's pretty serious because he's a really important depth piece. Now, the good thing is that they are feeling like they're likely to get back um, Gabe Jackson, who suffered that knee injury uh, in the practice with the Rams back in the beginning of August. So he looks like he will be back after the bye week. So that would mean, you know, that's the first game that goes against uh, the Green Bay Packers um, after the bye. So that would be really important. So next week, 
probably Denzel Good would start once again at right guard. He came in, filled in for Jordan Devi uh, for the last however many plays today. Uh, so it, it's been interesting. I mean, you have this sort of revolving door at the guard spots, but despite that, I mean, the Raiders are still two and two. They still did a good job of keeping pressure off of Carr today. He was sacked one time, but I mean, I think just for the most part, he wasn't really getting that many hits. He was able to do what he had to do in order to manage the game, and I thought that was really good from an offensive line standpoint. And you got to look at the fact that they had 32 rushes for 188 yards, averaging almost six yards a carry. And of course, a lot of that comes from uh, what Trevor Davis was able to do getting on the outside, but at the same time, look, I mean, they had a good amount of runs with Josh Jacobs that were very effective. Okay, so the Colts were playing from behind. Their rushing game couldn't really get started. Marlon Mack, 11 attempts, 39 yards at this game. But, uh, Adam, some interesting things here did happen on defense. Uh, the team lost its captain, Vontez Burfick, due to a late hit on Jack Doyle in the second quarter. Uh, Vontez Burfick has had his share of, uh, I guess, uh, late hits that have kind of caused him... Player uh, safety <laughs> issues. I mean, yeah. like, seriously, that, yeah. that's what it is. He's been suspended twice. Twice for right. repeated violations of player safety issues. Yeah. And the last one being with Antonio Brown before this. So, yeah. um, you know, you have to look at that and then wonder what do the Raiders do as um, they go forward without Vontas Perfect and whether or not the league will discipline him further for that. Yeah, first of all, I, I certainly expect Vontas Perfect to be disciplined by the league and I, I would imagine that's a suspension because uh, of the past issues and um, – it's going to be a point of discussion. It was certainly the league that kind of stepped in during the game, and John Gruden, I think, was very frustrated about that fact uh, that it wasn't something that you know it was called a penalty. Stopped the game and, and reviewed it and uh, issued the ejection. And John Gruden said, "Hey, nobody in this zip code uh, had, had had the uh, uh, call there to throw him out, but you know somebody calls in from New York City and decides to do it. So uh, it's yeah. going to be an issue this week. There's yeah. no question. The funniest thing about that to me, sorry, Adam, was that like he goes, "I don't have a cell phone on the field, basically." So he was basically <laughs> right. saying like, "I can't communicate with New York." Yeah. I, the, I took that as I can't communicate with New York to stand up for my guy and fight for my guy, and that's frustrating because I think what he's saying is that. If this call is made in the stadium, I can at least talk to a referee and say, "Hey, this is what's going on." It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if he if he has the same energy about it after he watches the play a couple of times. Well, he said it was a foul, right? But it was he, it was a pretty egregious I, yes. play. So it, I mean, I, I know that he's still gonna stand up for him, but I I think maybe. You know, we'll we'll hear from what he says. You know, after he watches and after he has a discussion, I guess with New York. But I, I would imagine you watch him and be like, "Oh boy, that's not good." Right. I, I think too, it looks worse in slow motion, and it always does. But when you have the history that Vontez Perfect has with these kinds of hits, these are the kinds of things that are going to be brought up. Now, and I, I always think about with these kinds of plays too. There are things that happen within the confines of a play that's a football play, and then there are things that don't. I, I think with this particular play, this was with in the confines of a football play because it's not like he came in and was the second guy just delivering an unnecessary blow. He came in and he was trying to make a tackle. Now, are there ways that you should go about making a tackle? Yes. Did he go about the, making the tackle in the proper way? No, clearly not. And because of his history, that's why this is a big deal. Um, but I, I think LaMarcus Joyner also said this in the locker room. This Because this was a bang-bang play, there may be an argument where he might not be suspended. But when you look at his history, there certainly is an argument to suspend him. 
Yeah, and certainly he's a major part of the defense, and they'll see uh, if they have to adjust. You know, with you know, without him going forward, I know uh, Taylor Whitehead is the one that took over. Uh, you know, calling the defensive signals took over. Uh, you know, with the communications uh, in his helmet defensively. Uh, but you know, teams have to deal with you know missing guys, and and the Colts had to do deal with that today. Uh, on their end, their best offensive player and best defensive player both didn't didn't play today. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was doubtful leading up to the game. He did not go. Uh, you know, Darius Leonard on the on the defensive side, uh, one of the best young players on defense in the entire league, did not play today as well. Marlon Mack, you mentioned that it re- couldn't really get him going, but uh, he missed almost the entire second half uh, with an injury as well. It sounds like after the game they, they think he's going to be okay going forward, but uh, that's another guy that they had to had to go without. Um, so you know, Malik Hooker didn't play today. I mean, they were they were. They were really decimated on that side of the field. So, you know, teams have to deal with missing guys, and if the Raiders have to deal with uh, no Vontaze Burfitt going forward, they'll have to try to figure that out. But, you know, that's something that teams have to deal with, whether, you know, through injury or, or um, you know, suspension in this case that could possibly come down. Well, as we continue to talk about the defense here, one of the positive things that happened for the Raiders defense was Eric Harris making an interception, getting it back into the end zone for a touchdown. So uh, pick six there. I mean, good news, bad news for the defense that they do have guys that can step up and make these plays um, that help to win games. But at the same turn, like he caught his own mistakes and he said this in the locker room that he needed to step up and do more after that big pick six to be able to stop the Colts offense. So what do we make of Eric Harris and uh, the secondary stepping up here to kind of seal the game win? Well, I, I liked it. I, I think it was interesting talking to some of his teammates. So Mark Stoyner was saying that when he was watching film of things going on last year, he saw how Eric Harris can do things to help line everybody up, to help put everybody at ease. He called Eric Harris the general of the secondary. And so he has not really been playing up to this point. They've been using a lot of Curtis Riley since Jonathan Abram got hurt. But when you put Eric Harris in there, I think, A, he gives you a little bit more size so he can go up against tight ends. That was definitely helpful today. Uh, And then when he makes the play that he makes and he's able to get it all the way back into the end zone, look, you you see he's got a little bit of explosion to him as well. So whenever you can get those kinds of plays, you get a takeaway that turns directly into a defensive score. That really, really helps in the outcome. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. Okay, so the Raiders, as we look ahead, are now on to London. They're going to face the Bears and an old teammate and Khalil Mack. Do you think that this is one of those games that, one, not only do they need to win to be able to kind of continue doing well on the road because this is a long stretch it's probably one of the roughest as we've discussed several times here on this podcast of the NFL this year for a team they're putting basically 24,000 miles on their airline and their flights and going around for this next seven weeks so not back again until November 3rd when they face the Lions how important is this not just for the Raiders to get that win on the road but for John Gruden and the organization to kind of say okay I let Khalil Matt go but this is the new team these are the guys that are coming in that I've put together to to kind of be able to beat Khalil Mack so to speak and give himself some good positive things on the end of being a head coach Adam well I mean 
the, the game is important. Certainly, all, all the games are important. And now, all of a sudden, you're looking at two and two, and you're looking around the rest of the AFC and saying everyone is basically two and two. Like nobody's really standing out. Uh, it's going to be there, and I think it's it's way too early to talk about this team and how many games they could win and could they potentially push for one of those wild card spots. But the second half of the schedule is fairly easy. You beat the Colts because you know when they're depleted. But now you look at a Bears team. You're playing in London. It's a home game, but it's it's in London. And now Mitch Trubisky goes down today with an injury. So who knows if he's going to be available next week? Uh, I would think it's a it's a improvement for the Bears if Chase Daniel plays instead of Mitch Trubisky. Ouch. Uh, but you know you are going against a team potentially without their starting quarterback. And if you're if you're three and two, and then you're know, looking ahead at some of these games and saying, well, the second half of the schedule looks pretty winnable and. Can you get in position? I think if you if you get through the, these seven games, which I thought, you know, I didn't think they were going to be favored in just one of their first seven games. If you got through it three and four, that's a dramatically better uh, outcome than than one and six would have been, obviously, and put you in a position the second half of the year to start to challenge for a thing like the wild card. Obviously, again, that's way down the road, but three and four in those seven games would be massive. So you've got. You know, you got a couple more weeks to try to win one more game, and I'm sure they're not thinking that way. They're thinking, "Hey, let's win all of them." But if they win one of these next, you know, four games, uh, that's or three games, I should say. That's, I mean, that's a, a much, uh, that's probably the best outcome you could have hoped for going into this, you know, this long road trip stretch. So you know, we'll find out where they are, and we'll find out how they can play next week. But you know, certainly, I think with the confidence of this game, the, the some of the good stuff that they were able to do and 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 build off of. And going against a Bears team that might not have their starting quarterback, that's you know you're in a position where you could think about trying to go win that game. Let me ask you guys this because I was not here covering this team last year, and I wasn't here directly for the you know uh, good pass rushers are hard to find quotes from John Gruden. How much is this week a discussion about Khalil Mack, and does it benefit? Or uh, maybe is it a detriment to the Raiders that they're in London because that may be all they hear about? Oh, it's huge. I think it's huge that they're over there because it would probably be all that is talked about if it was in Oakland and it was going to be in front of the fans and the you know there was a huge media contingent because think about it in London there's going to be you know we're going to have Ed and Heidi over there and I think like one or two other outlets is sending a reporter maybe so there's not even going to be a whole lot of. Uh, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of you know focus and media attention on it. Like they're you know every player in the locker room getting grilled about it, like it would be if they were out in Oakland for this week. So I think it's hugely beneficial that they're there. It is absolutely going to be the storyline. I don't think there's any question about that. I think they'll they'll have a video package to you know kick off the broadcast next week. I'm sure they uh, should. Yeah, and it's going to be it's it's going to be a really it's going to be a really interesting game, especially if Khalil Mack goes out there and dominates in a way that he can do on a field and then John Gruden after the game just has to answer question after question about, you know, what if he was on your team? Why you know, why is he not there? What have you done to replace him? All of those things. Especially, you know, a day like today where they really couldn't get after the quarterback at all. Uh even though they won the game, uh they they've had trouble getting to the quarterback. And there's one of the elite pass rushers in the league and, you know, dynamic playmaker on the defensive side of the ball was on your roster last year. So uh, it is going to be a, a huge focus this week, no question about it. But I think it's hugely beneficial. Not not even that it's a. If it could be in Chicago, it'd be the same. 
if it's being in London, I think is really, really helpful for this. That that UK media can be really interesting though, man. Because like they will they ask you questions about, of course, like, oh, is it great to play in London? And I think that because the Raiders have been there over the last few years, right? Like they're gonna get those questions about like, oh, how do you feel about doing this? You know, what did you do differently? Why did you do it differently? La 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 la, and about the process. But they're kind of smart football fans over there. And there are a lot, especially you're talking about Raiders fans. There are Raiders fans everywhere in the entire world. And I think that because of that, they probably know this Raiders team better than some would. And I just, I feel like there's still going to be a decent amount of Khalil Mack questions, even if they are across the pond. Yeah, we are trying to get him for Friday, which I believe here would be more like Saturday morning at 1 a.m. by the time that we get him or something like that. Or wait, the other way around. See, I'm already mixed up on my time travel because yeah. it's nine hours ahead over well, there. Well, not only that, Heidi, but like right now we're in the Eastern time <laughs> yeah. zone, but everybody so thinks Indiana is Central time. So you probably don't even know like where you are, what you're doing. You got your luggage lost again two weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah. Man, oh man, oh man, Heidi. It's it's tough. I hope that doesn't happen to you on your international trip. I don't even think I'm going to I don't. I, don't I probably shouldn't even put that into the universe, right? No. I'm going to just like get a little knapsack and tie it around like on a stick, like from one of those Bug Bunny, <laughs> Bugs Bunny cartoons. And I'm going to go to London. But um, yeah, so I mean, this week, when you look at the Bears, when they face the Vikings, they held Dalvin Cook, one of the most prolific runners in the NFL, to 35 yards rushing. And he did score a touchdown. But I mean, that's just what the Bears defense can do. And the Raiders right now, I don't feel like have a big standout difference maker on defense. So to get back to Khalil Mack, I think he's obviously a huge key. And uh, the Raiders are going to have to answer a lot of <laughs> questions about him. And again, Ed and I will be getting him on Friday morning in the Pacific Coast. It'll be early in the morning, be yeah. about four o'clock in the afternoon over there by the time we speak to Khalil Mack. So we're going to hope to have that for you um, if everything goes well with my flight getting to London and I'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> all right guys so that'll do it for us here on the Vegas Nation podcast make sure again to download that Vegas Nation app check out all our work on VegasNation.com from Miles and Adam everything that they put together uh, for the game recaps and uh, their weekly stories and keeping up with the team you can find uh, on there as well or on Twitter at Miles A. Simmons for Adam at Adam Hill LVRJ and I am at Heidi Fang Vegas Nation is brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Station Casinos. So thank you everyone so much for listening and we'll be back on Friday with a game preview of the Bears and the Raiders from London. Return of the Mac. <laughs>